Hey, good evening. Welcome to the 12 Man Podcast. Another week of uh, Borough action. Um, the funds of following the Borough. Uh, uh, you've Steve Jackson and the main chair, as usual. Um, this is John Donovan with me, as usual. Good evening, mate. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, good, mate. I thought I'd throw it, so I got really scared. Um, like Mr. John Cutler with us. Evening, John. How are we doing, lads? All right. Sound. And we've got a special guest this week. Um, from the Borough Shirt Museum uh, gang, we've got Mark and Jamie. Evening, gents. Hey, gents. Hello, guys. All right? Yeah, we're doing good. All good. Um, so, yeah, um, we're going to be chatting this week. We're going to chat Blackburn, um, the fun that was the uh, the, the game in Lancashire. Um, we'll have a chat about the transfer rumours that are popping out, um, a couple of outgoings, possibly. Um, we'll have a chat with Mark and Jamie about the the exhibition that's um, happening on Saturday, give you all the details where to go, what shirts are on offer, and then we'll have a chat about the Coventry game because I've got a write up from a Coventry fan um, who actually couldn't join his site because he's, he's worked on the European tour in Dubai. So, la di da. There you go. So, right, before we start, just want to check in with everyone. Everybody okay? Yeah, yeah, all fine. Um, recovered from, from last night. Uh... It was, a, it was a tired day at work, but, uh, you know, get used to it. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, yeah, and that's where we'll, um, we'll start, I suppose. Um, I said th- three of us made the trip to Lancashire yesterday afternoon. Um, I'll start with you, John Don. It was, uh, it was a good trip, wasn't it, to, uh, to Blackburn? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We... Um... Got down there fairly early, about five o'clock, wasn't it? So we had we had a fair bit of time uh, before the game. Um, playing playing pool, playing music, having a good drink, getting ready for the match. Is all right? Yeah, it was good. Really good. It was having a good sing. Um, yeah, it was a decent little pub, um, the Anchor. Um, been a couple of times. It's, it's always good in there. Uh, really good. But, so we're all sat in there, we're all having a drink. Quarter seven comes, team comes out. Unchanged team, bench, the lot. Ball, I was going to say ball boys, but not ball boys. Um, bathroom staff, the lot, all unchanged. Fairly happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I was, I was okay with that. You know, I thought uh, it looked a strong team. Um, hopefully, keep our run going. <clears throat> didn't think of, didn't think about, you know, potentially like to Balogun, Payero, anybody like that coming in. Yeah. Uh, I am now, but uh, at the time, no, um, no, I, I, I didn't have any, I didn't have any complaints with the starting eleven or, or the bench. Oh, same. John, come to you. Are you the same? Yeah, echo what you said. Yeah, <clears throat> I was, I was happy enough with the team. Um, we all know what happened, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, Mark, Jamie, obviously you've seen the team pop up on. Um, on Sky when you were watching it. Uh, any complaints of the team when it came out? No, no, I, I don't think so. You know, um, as, as I think John mentioned there, I think um, you know there was a possibility there. Maybe Balogun getting a start. Maybe uh, he showed a little bit at the end of the, the previous game. Um, Connolly, I, I appreciate he's not probably fully match sharp anyway. You know, but um, you know, maybe he's could have seen a change there. But generally speaking, I, th- I thought the team looked strong. You know. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it really required a huge change, or 
you know, anything along them sort of lines. So I wasn't disappointed with that, to be honest. I didn't say I was quite happy with I didn't expect anything else. Um, when it pops up on the telly and the, uh, we had a chat with a couple of Blackburn fans, they were expecting the same. They were expecting quite a tough game last night, which is understandable. But um, obviously the game came about. Um, John Don, uh, we didn't look great in the first half, did we? No, no. Well, I, I, don't think, I don't think either team looked great. I mean, Considering it was the two top two form teams in the league, I, I thought the the quality on display in the first half was poor from both teams. Um, you know, it's um, yeah, we, we just never seemed to get a, a spell during the first forty five where we had the game in our control. It, it was difficult. Oh yeah, the cards, wasn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, was it eight eight yellow cards did he finish on? I, I think I carried ten. It was ten, was it? Well, yeah, t- yeah. I mean, it was it, it it was silly at some some point because I think he was just trying to even things up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't think it was um it was a particularly um, nasty game. It was it was it was tough. It was, but it was. You know, not not a ten not a ten card game, definitely. Do you, do you think the referee contributed to the game being as scrappy as it was in the first half? Because it it wasn't like it was a tossing up process where he said you've had two free fouls. I've got to book. You know, that's it. Connolly first foul booking, Crooks first foul booking. It was all it all seemed to be. He took it straight away and just started out and booking you. I don't know why. Yeah. He, he, it's it, it. It was strange. He just he just seemed to be card happy. Uh, I don't know whether it was his way of of telling them, look, I'm in control. I'm in charge. Um, you know, but it, it didn't. It it didn't sort of like uh, it didn't end there. You know, it wasn't just a show of uh, his authority because he he kept on producing them right through the ninety uh, for, for for some innocuous challenges. Just couldn't couldn't understand it. Yeah, there was some. It was there was some very questionable decisions from the ref. I mean, which is weird to say because he didn't have a lot to decide on. It was if he'd let the game flow the way it would have, and and carry on as it should have really, he wouldn't have had anything to really do because it was just two sides, I suppose, scrapping away trying to get control of the ball, and control of the game, and that's how it seemed to me anyway. Yeah, that's what it was. It was just two. You know they were going toe to toe, sort of slugging it out without either of either team really taking the game by the scruff of the neck. It was, uh, um, yeah, it was a a, a poor a poor showing on uh, for the first forty five both teams, in my opinion. You think that affected the borough mentally then by getting the early yellow cards in the first half, the second half not being being up to it as much, like a psychological effect. It's 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 a strong yeah, it's a strong possibility, you know, because. Um, I think with the strength of our squad currently, any player might be worried that uh, should they have to miss a game or two um, through suspension, they might not get back in because you know we have got a, a quite a good um, squad depth at the moment. So, so yeah, that could have played a part. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because it's, it, I felt Crooks took a step back. He wasn't as committed as he was in, in you know in previous games. Like that yellow card made me think twice about what he was going to do. Connolly, I thought he, he took a bit of a... 
well, most of the game I thought he took a step back from what he should have been doing, making them little runs, charging the, the play down from the back. And I, I just felt it, it knocked our momentum at times. That yellow card, like likes of McNair as well, because it made them step back and take, I suppose, a second think about what they're going to do. But, well, it, it, it's it's psychological, isn't it? It, it, it? You know yourself, you're on a tightrope, especially when you see the referee as, as card happy as he was last night. You you, you you do sort of like think, well, I don't I don't accost uh, I don't accost me my colleagues uh, the game by being sent off for a daft second second book. And so yeah, it, it is it's a it, it it will cause sort of um, players to be a bit more cautious. I mean, to come away from that game with a 1-0 defeat and, and be disappointed at second in the league just shows how far we've come. I mean, we're, we're banking on winning every game. Every game you play now, you're thinking, you back the Borough to win it. Maybe, maybe Fulham aside, every other game you'd, you'd, expect that you'd, you'd think the Borough could win. So we've come a long way in a short, in a short time period. But it's not really a bad result. I think this season, if we make the playoffs, or it's a good season. And I think next season will be the one where we will go up. Maybe this season is a little bit too early, but next season will be the one I think will fly up, will go up automatically. Well, what have you guys made of the, um, the I suppose, the transition from Warnock to, to Chris Wilder? Because it's been a whirlwind couple of months that we've had since November, because we've gone from yeah, I suppose, yeah. trying to get on touch of the playoffs to all of a sudden we're banging contention of the top six, maybe in the top two position, you know, it's, it's, it's progressed really quickly. It's unbelievable, isn't it? How, how, how kind of quickly, um, uh, you know, a change of manager, you know, how quickly it can change and, and how more positive, how more, how much more positive it can be because of that change. Um, I'll be honest, I, I didn't expect it to change so quickly. Um, and I certainly didn't expect us to put like the runner, you know, the runner results together that we put together. Um, but you can just see, can't you? you can just see the, the, the players are just just playing more freely. It's it's so much more positive, the more creative. Um and, and like you say, that the setup at the back seems to work for us as well. And, and you can kind of see them centre backs, you know, getting forward as well. And it seems to just create them extra opportunities as well. Um but, but it, it does amaze me how, how how much a change of manager can make. You know, you, I know people say sometimes managers don't get um you know the time they should have and you know, especially at the bigger clubs, but I think in our case, it's been a real positive change in a short period of time, as Mark said. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, if uh, if we were Watford, we'd have been on our seventh manager this season already, wouldn't we? Yeah. I did like Warnock. I do like Warnock as a manager. I think he's probably the greatest manager in that league of all time. The, the, the clubs he's got promoted and the clubs he's saved from relegation. And I do think if the Borough had backed him, maybe if Warnock was five years younger, the Borough give him a load of money, I dare say he'd have a good shout of getting us up, but to back a man of his age, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do. I don't know why they never planned to get um, Wilder at the start of the season. Instead of, instead of staying we up, and we're never going to back him. Well, we, we said on, on this podcast a while ago, when Warnock left uh, Derby, sorry, Cardiff, and um, Woodgate was still in charge of the Borough, He would have been able to to help Woodgate, sorry, rocky times that we had, you know, and um, it may have meant that uh, Woodgate would have um, would have if the results would have improved. And he, he could have kept his position, but uh, you know, 
it didn't turn out that way and it, it ended that Warnock did arrive but uh, it, it meant that uh, Woodgate got the sack well, that, well that's it I mean you know like you, like you guys have said, you know, it, it would have made sense looking now to bring Wilder in, you know, a bit sooner, start of the season. But for me, it just, it just made when you think of the players we brought in, and then now Wilder's come in, it's time to all click together that maybe there was a plan to bring someone like Wilder in that's going to click with, um, you know, with 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 Kieran Scott because the play, the players that he's brought in now playing under Wilder. A, a, a free flow, and they're, they're kicking it the gear so quickly. Yeah. Oh, you know. I mean, John, exactly. Got happens. a cranker feel to this. It's got a cranker feel to this team. My crank will come the first season. It didn't quite happen, and the second season we gone up, and it, it's it's got a bit of that feel to this. If we get the playoffs this season, if great. If we, if we go up, absolutely fantastic. But for me, I think I've always got my eye on next season, having a big challenge next season from the start. I won't be so disappointed if we don't make it this season. I really won't. In another season of the championship, when you're winning, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a lonely league when you're getting beat every week and you're struggling. But if you are winning the championship, it's an absolutely fantastic league. So let's just see what happens. And I certainly won't be disappointed if we don't make it this season. No. I think, I, I think a lot of fans think that because um, they say we didn't expect us to progress as quick as we have. Um, I mean, Personally, I'll be disappointed if we don't make top six now. I'm not going to lie. But if we don't go up, we don't go up. And I think next year we'll have a good go. But, um, John, I'll come to you. Um, first half of the game yesterday. Your thoughts on it? We just didn't get going, did we? Um, I mean, we've said in the past, you can't take anyone for granted in this division. Every game is tough. We were never going to go the rest of the season without having a bit of a blip. For me, it is what it is. You know what I mean? We're going to lose games along the way. It's how we react to them, and it's all about Saturday now. And for me, we just did, like you say, we just didn't get going. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, I'll come to you because you said you watched the game on Sky. Did they speak about this penalty in the first half? Um, it's a good question. I, I, obviously, there was a, there was a shout for it, but it didn't really. I seen it on Twitter earlier on in slow motion, and to me, seeing that. Footage. It did look. It did look like a penalty. I'll be honest. Um, obviously, I know we were chatting about it a little bit earlier, but it wasn't so obvious at the time. Um, they probably didn't pay as much attention as you know as, as what it was on, on on Twitter and social media today. But it certainly looked like a penalty to me. It certainly did. Yeah, I'm still trying. To find, I'm still trying to find this clip. I need to see. I need to see it back because I've had a few people saying to me today they thought that was a penalty. Because apparently, I mean, I, I watched it back, obviously, um, but the, the pundits are in the studio. I think Stuart Downing was in the studio for like a Boris perspective, I suppose. He was saying it was a penalty, and I think I think Don Goodnews in the commentary, he was a bit sceptical about whether it was a penalty. So there was a bit of a 50-50 divide with all the the pundits on Sky. Yeah, I suppose it's always hard to tell, isn't it? It's, 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 I suppose it's easy to to make that judgment from a from you know a, a slowed down piece of footage on Twitter, but. I, I do believe if that you know if it was the Premier League and that went to VAR, I, I, I personally feel that would have been a penalty. Yeah, um, don't get me started on VAR. Don't get me started on VAR. But um, but so second half comes on. Um, obviously, we midway in the second half we had that that break with the um, the supporter that that took ill. Thankfully, he's by the sounds of it, he's all good. Um, 
it was a bit of a weird that one, John, wasn't it, when we were in the stadium? Because we saw Wilder pointing at something in the crowd. Didn't know what quite, quite it was, but then all of a sudden the borough physios and the uh, doctor flew straight in, didn't they? Yeah. <clears throat> um, like you say, where we can all look echo. Thankfully, it looks like the guy's going to be okay. We reacted pretty quickly, and uh, I think it was pretty evident after a few minutes when the game was stopped, it was something pretty serious that was going on, so... Yeah, um, um, John Don, um, you know, did did that break? Because we started that second half really well. Did that break in play? I suppose scuff our momentum that we we're building up. It seemed to, yeah. Um, it, it certainly seemed to because, like you said, like you've just said, we were bright um, at the start of the second half, uh, and we we had a hell of a lot more of the ball in the second half than we had in the first, and we were pushing them on to towards our own fans. Um, but yeah, that break in play, because it was a it was a lengthy break, wasn't it? Ten, ten minutes or so. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, it, it benefited Blackburn because they were under the caution at, at, at the time. Um, it just disrupted us. Uh, and uh, and to be fair, we never really got going until the, the last, last ten minutes or... Or so, uh, plus twelve minutes of added time. You know where we were chasing the game. Yeah, because we had that we had that chance, didn't we? Um, Crooks had the header off the line, um, which for me, if it was one of those situations where the defender didn't quite do his job because he wasn't quite on the post. But if he was on the post, he would never have stopped this. So him being a bit ill-disciplined, got him in the right position to get that ball off the line. Well, yeah. It, it, the ball hit him rather than him sort of moving to the ball. Uh, he, he knew nothing about it, um, uh, and that that was that was a a good chance. But they were fortunate in insofar as you know it, it just hit their player, um, uh, and obviously that would have given us the lead. And uh, who knows what goes on from there? But Crooks also had a had a last minute header, didn't he? You know oh. when Tav put a free kick in. Um, that would have brought the house down if he, if he would have got the equaliser then. But he, he just, he just, he didn't get over. He, he didn't get over it, and it just, uh, just went a, a foot or so over the bar, which is really disappointing. But um, you know, I, I didn't think it was a game either team deserved to win. Um, but you know, it's, it's not, it's not how it. it it's 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 a measure of your team how we come back from things like this, you know. So Saturday's is a big game to see how we respond to that. And I know listening this today to Wilder's comments, he wasn't very happy at all. No, he wasn't at all. I mean, well, what did you make of Wilder's comments after the game? Because um, I mean, I'll come up to the Gallagher's goal in a minute, but he questioned the players' attitude straight away, didn't he? It was the first thing he said. I thought their attitude was better than what it is. And the mentality was better, but he questioned it really quickly, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, yeah, yeah. He didn't sort of, he didn't mention any individuals, you know. But um, he was, yeah, he, he he was just saying how 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 disappointed he was uh, and how he'd learned things from from some of his players. So yeah, I can imagine he's he's gone in there today, you know, with them and. Uh, and, and, and sorted a few of them out. So I can see us um, seeing a few personnel changes um, when it comes to the Coventry game. 
I mean, I mean, I've just, I've just had talks about on them in the past hour, and they've got Sol Bamba at a game tonight, um, and he said that the manager wasn't happy at all. He felt uh, Bamba felt we didn't deserve the win, um, simply because we didn't, we weren't good enough, and we didn't play good enough on the night. So it's quite good that we've got personnel in there, like the senior, I suppose, senior pros in the squad that have recognised that wasn't good enough, that was nowhere near good enough. And then you'll need to address it. So it's 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 positive. It really is positive. Um, John, talk to talk to me about Gallagher's goal. Well, <clears throat> looked like we had about three or four chances to clear it for a start off. It was a it was a poor goal for us to concede. Um, I mean, I've seen today people having a go at, at Lumley about it. For me, you can't blame the goalkeeper for that. It was about the players in front of him that had numerous chances to clear the ball. It was a scrappy goal. You know, I suppose it was a, from their point of view, it was a decent finish. Yeah. But disappointing from our side. Well, it was. I mean, it, it was. It, it ping ponged around our box. And then obviously McNair took a, um, a, a slice at the ball, you know, hoping to clear it, but didn't connect very well. Uh, and to be, to be fair, Sam Gallagher was on it like a shot. And. Um, and it was, a, it was a good finish. We would have been uh, over the moon if one of our strikers had put that away, you know. Um, uh, and to be fair, that, that, that was that was about as as good as they got. You know, I, I didn't think we were under any spells of pressure for any sustained period. Like you said, the, the two two farm teams of the league and um, and what was on what was on offer was pretty poor. It was. Um, I mean... Jamie, I'll come to you, obviously, watching on the telly. I've heard there's rumours that this could have been offside. Am I talking rubbish or is that right? Yeah, no, you're right. They discussed it and I think the general consensus was it must have took a nick off of McNair as he tried to clear it. But yeah, there was definitely a discussion about whether or not it was on or offside. But everything seemed to go to go right for Gallagher, didn't it? I know he had an opportunity towards the end as well. Now It somehow... I think the ball, I don't even know how it took a deflection, but it ended up back perfectly in front of him. You know, it was just one of them nights for Gallagher. Everything seemed to go right for him and everything seemed to not go right for us, did it? You know, um, talking about set pieces as well, I, I thought they were a bit frustrated. I'm not a critic of Tavernier at all, but it was just one of them again where every single ball didn't seem to be the first man, did it? Or for the most part, it was just a frustrating, frustrating uh, evening, wasn't it? Well, that's the thing. It was. That's the, that's the thing, because the same... I mean, there's been a lot of discussion online today, a lot. I mean, I've had a good look while I've been in my sorry state. Um, that, that, you know, p- people are saying, yeah, ta- they're very critical of what Tav offered last night. And for me, rightly so, there was those times where I was screaming for him to be got off. I thought a bit of a change in the middle of the park, a bit more creativity from another player, i.e. Piero, would have done as good. Um, but then, you know, the argument coming back was the two perfectly good crosses that went in for the two Crooks headers came from Tavernier. But for me, I, I, I just I just thought it was one of Tav's games where he just didn't... As, the ball was just always going away from him. And he, he didn't quite... I, I don't know, it's just one of his poorer games for me. Yeah, yeah definitely I mean, the deliveries were a bit frustrating, weren't they? De- definitely, definitely. It, it was because... Um, you know, corners and 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 free kicks, the the, the good opportunities to uh, to put pressure on on the opposition, 
but time and time and again, we we never beat the first man with the corner, and it, you, you you summed it up there when you said there, Jamie. Frustrating. Everybody was just like sort of, you know, yeah. You, you were seeing it happen uh, time and time again, corner after corner. And you think, well, come on, something's got to change, but it just didn't do it. I was a bit, I was a bit surprised to be honest that we didn't maybe have McNair once it wasn't wasn't working out for Tav on the set plays. Maybe have McNair taking a few of the set plays, or, or we've even seen Housen take a couple of corners this season that have been half decent. I was surprised. I was surprised it didn't really change. Was anybody yeah, else surprised? I agree, yeah. Was anybody else surprised to see Balogun take a corner? Uh, yeah, that's right. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Almost as baffling as as it Harry Kane taking corners for England, wasn't it? You know, it's, it just does. I mean, because he got brought down in the box where. I thought he took a bit of a tumble and it went out for it. I didn't even think it went out for a corner. I thought it was a goal kick personally. Cool. And all of a sudden, there was I think there was a bit of a reshuffle in their defence. And all of a sudden, Balogun's over the ball and he's ready to tip and you thought, hang on. You know, you should be, you should be on the end of these. You know, that's that's part of your game. I mean, luckily it was his only one because well, the corner wasn't great, was it? Let's face it. But, um, you know, another player I want to talk about who started last night was Connolly, Aaron Connolly. He had a chance right at the end where he went for glory, went for that near post and put it in the top tier, just about. Um, he had, he, he split, he's another one that split opinions today because he's, um, he, he wasn't the greatest last night. Um, and I'd say I was very critical of how he played last night, but I haven't written him off like somehow. But, you know, it was, it was, you know, was he one of those players that you could have brought off a bit sooner and just mixed it up a little bit up front? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't having a good night. So, so yeah, change could have been made earlier. But, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a sort of current uh, mentality, isn't it? That players who come in have to have an instant impact, you know, and um, it just, it, 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 was, it was bright enough against, um, against Reading but yeah, last night he, he didn't. He didn't look. Uh, he, he didn't look at all in the game. But I'm like you, Steve. I, I wouldn't write him off just yet, you know. And I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll see um, we'll see a bit more of him. I think he comes with a bit of negative, um, a bit of a negative background, known as a party boy, and that's the problem. When he's not performing straight away, people, his critics just say, "Well, he's, he's on the on the lash all the time, and he's not his heart's not in his." But look, let's let's see how he goes. He's got something to prove. Truly, it's second chance, isn't it? So let's hope he takes it. That's it. He's only been here two days. Well, not two days, two games. He's only had two games in it. And all of a sudden, you know, people have saying, no, he's not good enough. The swap, obviously letting Hernandez go and bringing him in is, is, is a bad decision. But we don't know. You know, I remember Jordan Rhodes coming in in January. It took him a good few games to get going. Once he did, the important goals he scored were massive in that season. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, this this result and Wilder's comments might see a change in our striking partnership on Saturday. So some people might get the wish. Speaking of the, speaking of the strikers, uh, obviously we only seen it once. These lads watched it on the TV. For me, did you not think Spora could have stayed up at the end when he went down? I thought he went down really easily. I thought he would have had a glorious chance if he'd have stayed on his feet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was that when he tried to turn back on himself? It was, wasn't it? He tried to turn back on himself. Um, right at the end, yeah. Connolly coming on the outside. Yeah, and we got a free kick just outside the box. And I, uh, watching it as being there, I thought to myself, if he'd have stayed on his feet there, he was practically shot on goal. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I think I would I would like to have seen natural instinct there of a striker just to kind of like hit it, you know. He was through, wasn't he? He did have an opportunity for that split second, didn't he? And he, he kind of turned back on himself a little bit. I, I, I thought he was. I thought he had a full game last night. For I, I gotta say, I thought he was. I thought he was. He was one of his poorest in the Borussia shirt. Um, yeah. But I, I think that when you when you when you're playing a two, it depends what your strike partners doing. It depends what kind of play, you know partnership you do have. And I just I don't think last night that the two clicked. I thought they were very separate in their partnership. If that makes sense. Yeah, the, the, you you want. Um... You want your, your two to, to work together, don't you? But it just didn't seem to work. But then again, there was other other departments that uh, that didn't work well. Midfield didn't work well last night. Um, we just have to sort of consign it to history and just make sure that we uh, we come back strong on Saturday. What was Jones like last night? Um, what, what do you make of his performance? To his yeah. usual standard? He was bright, but but Mogger had done his homework and he kept somebody yeah. close to him all the time. That's um, what I was going to lead into there. I mean, Jones, when I watched the uh, Reading game, he ripped them to bits. He absolutely yeah. ripped them to bits. How long yeah. is it going to be before championship teams suss, suss the borough out and go, right, he's their danger man. Stick someone on him and Martin yeah. take him over the game. Well, that's what Mogger done. And, um, yeah. you know, it, 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 it he had less of an impact as he has in previous games. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Um... It seemed like uh, they, they came up with a very clever plan, Blackburn, to keep us going towards our left-hand side. Every time we, we, we ventured to go right, they seemed to have someone there straight away to, to venture us back left. And it, 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 it's like you said, John, that it, was, it, it, it was a very clever plan to keep us one-sided and keep Jones out of the game because when he did get their moments of being in the game, he, he clicked and he, he terrified their defence. Similar treatment to what Traore used to get, isn't it? You know, obviously that final season with us there, he, he was our main outlet, our main threat, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Before we uh, wrap uh, this up, uh, John Donald, start with you, man of the match. Um, Dale Fry, for me, I didn't think he 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 done a great deal wrong. Um, another shout for Anthony, Anthony Dixdale as well. I thought Dixdale played well. But uh, I'd give it to uh, Dale Fry. John? No one, nobody stood out for me, so I'm not going to give one. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> one of the match. Um, I have a similar feeling as what, what John did. So, so I, I mean, I had to went with Fry, but I'll go with Dyke Steele just to be different. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Dale Fry as well. I thought I thought he dealt with Gallagher quite well because uh, he's a very tricky striker to play against. Gallagher, he's, he's he's strong, he's tall, he's also got a bit of pace about him. So he was it was a bit of an idea to deal with. But um, I, I would say I would give a massive shout to the near three thousand fans that made the trip last night because they were absolutely superb. We were we were in full voice last night. And we were we were, we were all disappointed, but we gave it our all. We were pretty good, so yeah, a hell of a following. Um, I know the distance; it's not too far, but uh, night game on telly midweek. 
you know, it's a, it's it's a it's a great following. Was it the usual minus ten degrees today at Ewood Park then? Actually, actually, I didn't feel as it was that cold, but I know, I know what you're saying. We've yeah. been there, we've been there in in um, in seasons past, and it seems to be the coldest place on earth. Freezing, isn't it? Absolutely freezing. <laughs> but a weird trip though, in the Blackburns. So I was on the uh, on the to do list at the start of the season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was, it was cold night, but it wasn't as bad as it was for the Christmas when we were there. That was that was horrendous. But um, before I come to the um, the lads from the Bruce Shirt Museum, um, we've actually got a little bit of transfer news. Um, it looks like uh, Marcus Brown's actually going to be on his way now. Um, a bit of concurring reports. Some said it was a loan, but it's now talks of a permanent deal. Um, he's off to Charlton. John, John, we reached sad to see him go. Um, well, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say sad. Uh, it is not. It, he's not um, featured a great deal, as he obviously. I know he's had a long-term injury, but uh, but he obviously not in Chris Wilder's plans. So so best move him on. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. He, he, he needed some. Um, he needed some football, didn't he? But he's not. Yeah, he's not. I've, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of him. He's been very stop-start for him, so, you know, if he moves on, moves on. Just a big hoop, say, move on now. I'll be good when he goes. I'm not going to lie. I love, I love him. Um, but, um, yeah, nice and short. There's our transfer, Tom. There you go. Um, well, haven't we also been linked with a goalkeeper now? I don't know. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take on this one. I, I just read um, the, the, a Man City... Keeper who's on loan to Portsmouth. That's right. Um, I can't. I can't think of his name. Well, I'm gonna go find it now because I have yeah. heard this one. But 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 he's he's a Man City player, but he's on loan to Portsmouth, and oh. um, Chris Wilde is supposed to be interested in him. So we'll we'll have to oh, see Gavin see if anything. Yeah. Say that again. Gavin Bazunu. Yeah, very Irish that, isn't it? Very yeah, very yeah yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was just, I was just Did you think Wilder would swap his keeper then? Did, do you think you'd be a change in goalkeeper this season if they managed to land someone else or just be the number two spot? Yeah, um, well, no, I, I think I, I, I think we need I think we need a, a, a more commanding number one to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't been fully confident of of either um, Lumley or Daniels. So you know, maybe maybe I'm, I'm looking back to the heady heights of when we had um, uh, Darren Randolph and, and and wanting somebody of his caliber. Um, but I, I I would have thought that would have been a priority. But obviously, Chris Wilde is uh, the manager, and he'll make the decisions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a bit there's been a mention of a, a certain Manchester United keeper, um, very small mate, uh, whispers. Uh, Dean Henderson potentially being offered a chance to get, but I just feel that is too big of a drop down for a keeper of his. I, I think so. Man United number one talks of cementing that spot of one or two seasons ago. I, I think he's certainly a Premier League goalkeeper. If, any, uh, if yeah. anything, yeah, he was he was scrapping, wasn't he, with uh, with De Gea? I mean, it looks like De Gea's you know cemented that spot quite well now, and he's got that oh. number one um, jersey, but. 
Well, now you say it, and I get where you're coming from now. It's the Sheffield United link, Wilder, isn't it? And he did have a season with Sheffield United. Yeah, so yeah. where you come from with that one, of course. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's I, think that's, I think that's where the whispers have come from because um, but I say, I, it's nothing, nothing concrete. I don't know. Um, I'd, 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 I'd do backflips around the car park if he actually come in. It'd be amazing signing, but I just yeah. can't see it myself, unfortunately. I mean, the thing with that is, lads, as well, if he doesn't go on a permanent in the next few days, He's going to be twiddling his thumbs for six months. So although you might think it's not great for him to be dropping into the championship, he's got, you've got his England, his England squad. He needs to be playing games. So if it's playing in the championship at a club near the top end of that division, possibly going for promotion, or twiddling your thumbs, which will mean he won't get in the England squad, I think he'd go for it, especially with the Wilder effect as well. Obviously, he's on massive wages at United. We'd have to come to some massive compromise about that, but... I think he'd genuinely be interested rather than sitting on the bench. I mean, I don't see why not. He's um, he's got promotion out of this league. He knows where it takes. So I don't see. Yeah, I don't see why. I, I mean, I don't. Obviously, I don't see why not because I'd love him to join. But um, yeah, I just think it'd be a bit difficult to sort the way to just part out. I think it'd just be too much of a, an ask an hour. And I don't know. But... Yeah, we, well, we've got what six or seven days left, have we, of the window? So we'll have to wait and see. Exactly. I mean, um, we'll do a big round of it um, next week because be, the transfer window will be shut. So yeah. we'll, do a, we'll do a decent round of it next week, what we've done, what we haven't done. So, you know, fingers crossed, a couple more bits that need to be done. So, yeah. I'll um, come on to our guests now, um, Mark and Jamie. Um, thank you so much for popping on and having a chat with us. Um, obviously, Saturday, you've got your big exhibit over at Exchange Square at Base Camp. Um, so, you know, chat was about it. You know, what can fans expect if they go down on Saturday? Hey there, Jamie, Mark. I think they're on mute, aren't they? I can see the lips moving, moving but I can't even see that. Yeah, so anyway, this uh, this is at uh, the Base Camp pub, which is in Exchange Square, Middlesbrough. And it's a Buttershape Museum exhibition of uh, the Robson years. Um, and if we get uh, Jamie or Mark back on, they're going to tell us all about it. I hope they're going to talk. Uh, hopefully they'll uh, we'll get them we'll get them we'll get them back on and they'll uh, talk to me. but this is what I'm looking forward to lads because it's um, I suppose people my age it's the start of their experience with the borough the Robertson players you know the excitement it brought to us um, and there should be some good there should be some uh, kits on on display and some of the favourite kits have, that have now come out as retro kits in the club shop yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it was a it was a fantastic time to be a Borough fan, wasn't it? You know, leaving Ayrson Park. Well, first of all, getting getting Brian Robson, England legend, uh, as our manager, um, and then l- leaving Ayrson Park to move to a brand new stadium at the Riverside, uh, and, and all the excitement that that brought, and you know, the kits the kits that we. Um, we wore through the, the Robson years, uh, 
are sought after. They're fantastic. They're going for big money. And um, it, it, it's good to get some stories behind them, you know, which I'm sure the lads will, uh, the lads will tell us about. Okay. Heroes, no? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, oh, there is, oh, there is, back oh. on. Right, we're back, we're back in the game. Right, tell us about your exhibit. Right, so it's a base camp in uh, Exchange Square and it kicks off at 12 o'clock on Saturday before the uh, Coventry game. And it's going to run all the way through till uh, six o'clock after the game. So me and Jamie will be heading to the game at two o'clock, but they're going to have the base camp open. So even if you're not going to the game, you can still pop there throughout the game and have a look at the shirts. It'll be open for an hour after the game as well. So, and then the base camp is a brilliant place to get a get a beer and before the game, it's it's, it's class like very friendly place and loads of Borough fans there. Yeah, just just a short walk to the ground as well, isn't it? You know, so it's um, it's handily place. So I mean, you guys, I've seen you with the um, the first exhibition we did, which was just was a mixture of all of our shirts really. We've got about 600, 800 shirts between us. We've got absolutely loads of match-worn shirts. And each shirt tells a story. It's all about nostalgia. You look at the shirt, it triggers memories of where you were that day, or what, what happened there, some park, the Bob Rill, the Holgate toilets everyone talks about, the pubs around the area, old, old friends and things like that. So I just hope a lot of people come, look at the shirts, and just triggers all them happy memories of um, horror games gone by. Yeah, so that... 800 shirts between you that's that's amazing i mean i've got a, i've got a few myself but uh, it doesn't even it doesn't even scratch the surface of what you lads have got so when did you get into it as a kid as a butter fan as a kid and you just kept them over the years or or, 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 well, or what what started it well i used to have borough shirts when i was younger um growing up but my mum won a uh, match on steve Vicker shirt the first, i think i think i think it's the first Game against Chelsea, it's his shirt. When I was when I was a kid, well, I was about in, in my teens, and um, I loved it, absolutely fantastic. And from that day, just getting the match one shirt, you know that's been worn. It just sort of um, it was like a bug, and it just stuck to me. And over the over the past 20, 25 years, I've just been collecting on and off. Sometimes I've I've gone through a spot where I don't get anything, but the moment we're going we're going through a big drive, and we're just trying to we're trying to get the museum together. I met Jamie. Jamie's very similar. Um, we're bidding against the same shirt together. <laughs> going up and up and I thought this guy isn't Paul Merson wasn't it Paul Merson shirt <laughs> he wasn't giving up it was going, the price was going up and up who was this guy here so I found out who he was and we got chatting and both got very similar interests so that's when we decided to put the horror shirt museum together and sort of join forces and um, get it here display because a lot of our shirts my shirts are stuck in a box in the loft no one sees yeah. them yeah. end up up there don't they I think just generally you know I do and you've got the once a year, you go and get the Christmas tree out and you go, I'll have a look, have a look at these shirts in, the, in this box here. But why not let everyone else enjoy them as well? And um, and that's why the, the Burn shirt museum come about. If you've got, I've been in the corporate bit in the Middlesbrough before and there's nothing really. They have, they'll have the odd shirt and have the odd bit of memorabilia, the odd cup, but there's nothing really to um, look at. Um, so I'd like to really establish this. I'd like to get the club involved with it. And maybe if we can do some exhibitions for the club or maybe some ex-player exhibitions or, or the 70s, the 80s players, that'll be quite interested in doing it. Yeah. So so where where do you source um, your shirts from? Obviously, you were talking there about um, about bidding against each other for Paul Merson's shirt. Was that on eBay or, or, or another sort of um, 
auction site or how do you get them? Do you get them off off uh, off, off players, raffles? Do you go scrounging either and everywhere? You've just said it all, everything. It used to be, back in the day, it was eBay. I've, I've had shout-outs on Fly Me to the Moon years and years ago, and that was the, probably the only social media platform because Twitter and right. Facebook and all that didn't really exist. So Fly Me to the Moon was quite a big one back in the day. I got quite a few shirts off that. Now it's Twitter, um, shout-outs on Twitter. It's, it's certainly eBay. I've got um, I've been in touch with a few ex-players, and I've got some collections off these guys. So it's... Um, I mean, if you can get Providence, if you can buy it for an ex-player with a Providence, with a certificate, it's, it's, it's a good piece of history. And it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's all right. It'll hold the value of the shirt. It's all about the Providence. Yeah. Um, you, you touched on it. Sorry, John. You, you touched on it earlier there. Would, um, would you like some sort of, like, um, permanent museum uh, or, or exhibition area within, within the stadium or, or somewhere within the town? That you know, people could go to all year round. I mean, something not really thought about that. Um, I'd prefer it just to be pop up exhibitions like this. Um, and like you say, I'd certainly like the club to buy into it. And if the club, if we can do exhibitions for the club, I think people will get bored of it. If you if you leave something up permanently, I think people will get bored of it because they've seen it. But if we can, I mean, the first exhibition we did, which you went to. A month, couple of months ago, it was, it was a mix of everything. And if we kept doing that, it'll get, it'll get a bit boring. So between us, we've decided to um, split them. So this one's the Robson years. Yeah. Next one, we can maybe do um, 86 to, to 92 or something like that. Then we'll do the 70s. Then we'll do um, McLaren era U. So there's plenty of things we can do with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we were just talking about, well... We couldn't hear you for, for whatever reason. We were just talking amongst ourselves. And you remember you remember the Robson years. You remember his arrival. Um, and then, obviously, his arrival sparked massive changes within the club. Uh, and some of those kits from that era uh, are absolutely iconic. Which one would each of you choose as your, as your favourite kit from the Robson years? Well, I'll go first, because I think it's quite a popular one at the moment, to be honest, but... Uh... I'm quite a big fan of the 95-96 uh, away shirt, the blue and black one. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's funny, when I was a kid at the time, the, the area kits, they always seemed a little bit tacky to me at the time compared to other, other you know, other teams and what, what, what they were wearing. But, you know, as, as you get older now, them sort of like, them shirts from the early area years right through from sort of like, you know, the Dickens, right, right through to probably, um, well, probably the promotion season. I, I think they're really great shirts. Really great, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, my favorite shirt probably the green 94 95 away green shirt because we've never it's not the first time we played in green, it was, wasn't it? First time we've ever played in a green shirt. And last season at Ayrson Park, Brian Robson coming, both of them shirts were, were fantastic. But I think that's my favorite one the green, Dickens Green for the Robson era. And yeah, fantastic shirt. It was one of my, one of my first shirts, um, as a kid. That one, um, about somewhere. Um, like you said, it's somewhere in the loft somewhere. Um, as you do, you'll find it when you you go looking for somewhere. But uh, worth, worth a few oh, quid now. <laughs> definitely will be worth a few quid. Don't be saying that. I'll, I'll pop on eBay. <laughs> no, it's, um, and you see, it was twelve till six on Saturday. Um, pre admission. Um, pre admission, yeah. We'll all be going down. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I love I love stuff like that. Um, right on my my 
back with mastery. So yeah, hopefully, you know, we can get a few uh, a few good people there, have a good laugh before the game, even after the game, and uh, yeah, really have some really good memories because it was a really good time to follow the club. I, I'm sure you will agree with that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, we've got kind of a clear run through. We've got kind of that final Essen Park season. We've got Stephen Pears testimonial shirts from that game. We've got obviously the debut season at the, the Riverside. Um, right through, we've got match one cup final shirts. Um, you know, right through, haven't we? So it'll be a good spectacle. And then we've got a, a medal in there as well. Uh, lots of training gear, uh, period training gear. Um, we've also got a little. Surprise as well for anyone that comes as well. We've got a little mock-up as well, so I'm going to try and get Mark to persuade Mark to wear it on the day, but I don't think he's going to do it. So yeah. he'll have to come down and, and see it on a mannequin instead. But it should be a bit of a surprise anyway. Well, what um, can, can I ask you? What what would uh, what's the holy grail? What would be uh, the one thing that you you would that that you've wanted to get that you you'd love to sort of like say right. I finally got it. One that you've tried, a piece of memorabilia that you've tried to get for years. What what would be the one for pair of you? We're probably both in agreement with this one, but it's um, I think it's the 77, 78, and it's the first. It's the last time we had the white band before two thousand and ten to two thousand and eleven. Oh, the Adidas, yeah, it was the only Adidas one, wasn't it? Yeah. So remember, it's the white band with the Adidas trefoil and the, and the black line in the middle. I think it's 77, 78. Absolutely class, classic shirt, stylish, but I've never seen one, I've never seen one. Can't see them, do you? And yeah. I think that the time after that, Adidas, Adidas brought it back was kind of the, the um, um, obviously not a, not a great era for the club, was it? But it was the 10-11, um, the way they brought the white band back and we had all the various sponsors through the season and I suppose that was a bit of a nod to the, to the previous shirt, really. Um, but no, that's the one, 77-78. This is a great platform to put the play out, isn't it? If anyone's got one in the, uh, in the loft or in the garage... You know, that's the yeah. Have you contacted at all the um, Middlesbrough Former Players Association to see if any of the um, any of the, the players have have any that they would like to loan to you or, or, or let you display? Not, it's not a bad shout, actually, John, to do that. I've never done that. I've, I've been quite um, friendly with Spike Armstrong. Mm-hmm. So I've met Spike a few times and um, I've got a couple of shirts off Spike. So Spike, Spike sold me a couple of his shirts and I've got a lovely Charlton's Champions white band, number 11 on the back and they're both in frame, so I took one of them out. They had them both on the wall, the last exhibition and um, it was the day before the exhibition and I, I took the um, the away one out the frame. It wasn't a number 11, <laughs> it, it was a number 9, so it was a big John Icton and I was, to be honest, I was, I was more pleased that I've got a big John Icton shirt rather than a Spike yeah. Armstrong, but yeah, so he, he, he thought it was his after all these years, I'm in frame, wasn't even his shirt. So, the the Robson years era that you're going to do, <clears throat> what's your favourite piece of memorabilia that you've picked up? Um, from the Robson era? No, not the Robson era. Like, in, in your whole collection, what's your favourite, one one favourite thing oh. that you've each got? Well, my favourites, I've got a white gazette. We played in this um, a one-off game, or well, two, two games we played. I think we played West Ham in the league in, was it what year was it? 1990 or something. Yeah. 91. West Ham away in the league and we played uh, Aston Villa in the in the League Cup. And they had this um, white gazette, white evening gazette shirt. And they only produced a one-off, one-off shirt. I've seen this pop up for sale about 20 years ago or 15 years ago and I just bought it there and then. I've never ever seen another one. So that is my favourite shirt in the collection. Lovely kit, that. 
Yeah, I mean, mine would probably be of a similar ilk, I suppose. I have a blue, um, a blue Gazette long sleeve number number four. It's one of Moggers, and uh, it was his last, last ever shirt that he wore, the Borough. So, I mean, for me, I'm a big fan of captains, especially, you know, proper legendary captains. So, I suppose you're not going to get much better than his final ever shirt, are you? So, uh, that's mine, I think. That's a mega one. Hey, so, so, on Saturday, lads, you'll be there to sort of like. Um, Answer any questions. Just have a chat with fans. Um, are you are you going to be there for the duration, twelve to six, or obviously between half two and five, you'll be at the match. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to rock up early at nine o'clock. Get everything set up. There's, there's quite a lot involved setting it all up. We've got big um, got banners. We've got posters. We've got some postcards to give away, which will be on the um, which you can get on the day when you come. Um, and we're going to head off to the match at two o'clock. But again, it'll be open for people. I'm not going to the game, just to pop the heads in. We'll probably pop, pop back for a couple of days after the game. But yeah, just come down, um, have a pint with us. So tell us your stories of the, of the matches from old. Yeah, spot on. If you're nice right. to Mark, he'll, he'll, he'll buy you a beer as well if you're nice to Mark. So. Yeah, Jamie's been telling everyone <laughs> I'm buying the pint in. So I Mark's getting the rounds in. I better bring my uh, few quid with me. Well, I guess we better not um, stretch too far on this one because you might have you might have a couple hundred people behind you, so uh, <laughs> well, be, de- no. be devastated. He won't be sleeping for weeks. No, so I hope, more, I hope as many people turn up as possible just so Mark has to buy more beers. So. Well, listen, free beer always brings the crowds in, so so I appreciate you coming on and talking about it, lads. And um, I'll be down there on Saturday. I'll, I'll, I'll go with my couple of brothers and we'll have a good look around. And, they're a bit older than me, so the, the, you know there'll be a lot of nostalgia uh, hey, about, hey, about those years. It might not be good for everyone. There might be there might be newer fans there, or am I used to the um, to the recent shirts? So there might be fans who are in the seventies that really this this doesn't sort of stick with them. But I think this Robson here was a, a time period where it just clicked into place, didn't it? We, we've got the England captain there. We've got one of Brian Robson's England shirts there, so it just clicked into place, didn't it? I think the Robson here, you knew that the club was going places. Yeah, definitely. Maybe it wouldn't definitely. be. It wouldn't be where we are today. I don't think if it was if it wasn't without Brian Robson. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was Gibbs, Gibson's vision to get him in and uh, and the plan to to move to a new stadium, and it all fell into place. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'd love to see everyone down there. Sat there. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, hopefully, we get to, obviously a lot of people obviously who do listen to this podcast. Obviously, get yourself down there and. Uh, I would chat with these two lads because, um, yeah, they've got a lot of noise to let go on to the shirts we've got. So, yeah, it should be a really good day. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, you mentioned Saturday's game. Um, I'll start with you two. Obviously, you're going to head over um, in between your your, uh, your, ex- your exhibition. What kind of game are you expecting at Coventry? I think um, from Coventry, I think, I think any team that comes to the Riverside now are... Um, if they come out with a draw, it's a good result for them. After I think then there'll be another red and tight performance. I think we'll play very tight and just try and stop um, try and stop um, try and stop the, the attacks from the wings. And um, but I think the borough will. I think we'll win. I think it'll be a good back and track. And I'm going for a two three nil win for the borough. Yeah, they're, they're currently playing tonight, and it's nil nil against Stoke. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean. Um, Coventry, they've still got hopes themselves of, of sneaking into uh, the top six. So, yeah, I think it will be a tough game, but I'm just hoping that um, Chris Wilder's, uh, you know, he's, he's learned a lot from last night 
uh, I, I, I envisage a few personnel changes, um, especially up top, and um, and and I'll go with you. I'll go. I'll go with a two 0 win. I think we. I think we'll uh, we'll win this two 0 and take us back up into the top six. Yeah, yeah. John, thoughts on this game? Uh, we've got a bit of a point to prove. We were very poor down there. They played pretty well, to be fair. Um, but a decent attack inside. I'll go three-one. Yeah, I thought we were. I thought we were poor down there. Really, really bad day at the office that day. Um, for me, it's, it signaled, it signaled, I suppose, the start of the long end for for Warner because that was that was the game. The big grumble started, you know, they weren't happy with how we were playing, how we were set up, the new signings weren't quite clicking and, yeah, it just wasn't a great day overall and, um, yeah, you know, a couple of changes, get, get a couple of, a few fresh faces in and I think we'll, uh, I think we'll do a job on them. I, I think 2-0, um, I'd even be as confident to say that, uh, I, I say it pretty much every week, I think Dale Fry got the first goal. I'm, I'm certain he'll score one day. I'm certain of it. So um, that's that's my shout. Um, but uh, yeah, and just like that, we've uh, we've finished. We've done our chat. We've uh, we've done for the day. Uh, John, Don, John, appreciate you coming on as always. Um, uh, yeah, always good to get your insights on following the borough. Mark, Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, definitely, we'll catch up on Saturday. Um, don't don't forget. Base Camp Borough, get yourself down there, 12 till 6. Um, ex- exhibit on the Robson years, some unbelievable shirts in there. Um, I say, if, if you like your nostalgia, you like your, your retro stuff, I'd get yourself down there. It'd be a good little atmosphere for the game. Um, and by the sounds of it, Mark's going to buy you a pint. So there you go. Get yourself down uh, there. Yeah, yeah. myself on the pint. Yeah. Thanks a lot, lads. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Thanks, yeah. Th- thanks very much. Cheers, mate. And just like that, we're done. So Arriva Dirty, Pacirio, and we'll have a chat next week. Thank you so much. Adios. Cheers, lads. Up the butter. Up the butter. Up the butter. Nice one. See you after.